The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello. Today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking to Hilary Marie from ITAP Online about how exactly she made $16,000 in sales from people on her email list who had not bought from her ever before. That sounds wild. Now, if you want to continue the conversation that we start on this episode and you want to ask questions about how she did it, why she did it, how you can do it, why you should do it, uh, that's why we've created our free Facebook group, the Email Marketing Show Community. It's a free group full of thousands of people just like us and you, all working every day to make their email marketing work harder for them in their business and make more sales. So if you want to join the group, it's totally free. Just go to Facebook and search for the Email Marketing Show Community. Request to join. We'll let you in. We'll be there. You'll be there. Hillary's in there. We'll all have a lovely time. We'll all hold virtual hands. He sometimes gets called Rob, sometimes gets called Robert, and three people in the world call him Bobby T. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. And he's in search of some nice sandals. That's going to take a long time. It's Psychological Mind Reader, Kennedy. And that is the point. The point why is... Do you want, why do you want sandals? Well, I'm going on holiday. It's going to be hot as tits, and I want to be there. I've got the answer, son. Flip-flops. Flip-flips. What you're looking for is flip-flops. No, because the, the nasty bit that goes between your big toe and the next toe just feels No, you can, get, you can get the over-the-toe over the one. That's what I'm looking for. They're called sandals. No, man. Sandals go up the back as well. Oh, I need them up the, the back. If they're not no, up the no, back, no. I'm not interested because they're flat, my feet flat-flip. That's why they're called flip-flops. Oh, because they're flat-flip-flop. Yeah, I see. <laughs> yeah, I hate that noise when you hear somebody go. Like, oh God, awful! Remember that old joke about I've got two left feet, so every year when I go on holiday, yes. I need to buy a new pair of flip flips. Yes, yes, I do remember that old joke, and it's uh, Crack, still not funny. Joke, still not funny. Cracking um, joke. Let's talk about Bobby T. Bobby yeah, so T. There are three people in the world who call me Bobby T. That's uh, my brother. <laughs> Our friend Paul Mort and you, yes, Bobby T, and everyone else. He goes, well, I haven't. Now I've said it. I have a feeling there's going to be more people than that. <laughs> Dan, Dan grief's going to be all over that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, every single week on this show, we show you how to make more sales and earn more money from your email subscribers. We talk about email marketing strategy, psychology, tactics, and share what's working right now to make more sales online, making you the email marketing hero of your business with a brand new episode every email marketing Wednesday. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast player. As you're listening to this, take a little photograph of yourself or a screenshot of this episode on your phone if you haven't done your face today and stick it on Instagram. Tag us at Rob and Kennedy. We would love to know what episodes you're listening to, where you're getting value from, and then we can make more content like that. And if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button on your podcast player because you don't want to miss out on a single episode. <laughs> I, think you just, I think you just said that. So they, there's people are double subscribed now. Uh, and if you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast player. <laughs> hit subscribe on someone else's podcast player. I don't give a shit. Jesus, yeah. Steal someone's phone, subscribe yeah. to the podcast, give it to them back, and improve their frigging lives. That's like the new version of that old prank where you'd take somebody's email address you didn't like and like opt them into all the porn websites. <laughs> or like I did to you, which was like, remember you used to freight people and you used to like get their phones and like... like Ta- Type horrible no- things on their Facebook. Type- yeah. Yes, yes, that was... That was a thing that you challenged me to do one day. And I won. And I won. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Rob, we've got a sponsor for the podcast this week. We have. It's Poster My Wall. Poster My Wall? What does Poster My Wall do? Basically, they combine email marketing with graphic and video design and social media scheduling all in one place. Well, a bit like, like if MailChimp and Canva and later all got together, got down to it and had a baby. <laughs> exactly that. Lovely. That sounds amazing. And they're sponsoring this episode of the Email Marketing Show. So definitely go and check them out. Go to emailmarketingheroes.com slash postermywall. Emailmarketingheroes.com slash postermywall. Check it out. And remember, by supporting our sponsors, you're also supporting the show. Anyway, Hilary anyway. Marie's here. Oh, yes. Yeah, she's waiting patiently in, in the wings. Uh, Hilary Marie, welcome to the Email Marketing Show. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. You are Thanks for being very here. welcome. Thanks for being here. Uh, first of all, in case anybody else doesn't know, tell us a bit about what your business is, what you do. Give us the intro. My name is Hilary Marie. I run a business called itaponline.com, which is an online tap dance school where I educate tap teachers as well as adults in tap dance all around the world so that we can unlock the joy of tap dance. Oh, sounds great, doesn't it? I just love the kind of, Rob, don't you love the kind of businesses we get to work with, like flipping yeah. dog trainers? Especially when they have an airtight elevator pitch like that. I mean, that was word Slick. for word, wasn't it? So uh, talk a little bit about the format of how that all works. Like, what is it you deliver? How is it delivered? Sell it to us. I have a membership that gives access to all of my courses and classes. I update that regularly. And I also have a certificate program for teachers. Mm, okay. And and is that in the teacher program, just just confirm, uh, that's like a cohorted thing which happens live or is that they can enroll at any time? How does that work? It's a 10-week program that I launch once a year. I run it in the summer. We all go together and they graduate out together. Ah, oh, it's lovely. It's lovely. One, it's thing, lovely. one thing I want to point out about this is for the people who are adult tap dancers, this is a very much like a hobby market for a thing where they want to do it and all that kind of thing. Um, and I think it's interesting. We get loads of people saying, oh, you know, I, the thing I sell, it's not like this burning need for people. It's not like curing hunger or helping people make money or anything. It's like a, just a hobby thing like, like dance or something like that. But actually, uh, I think the, what we're about to unpack here, whilst you've got the side of the business that helps uh, tap teachers too, and that is a business for them. Um, like some of the stuff you're not selling stuff that's a million dollars a month like your stuff is super affordable and uh, so that's that's good to know and also the fact again there's a big big chunk of this market who are the hobbyist crowd right yeah it really is a b2c situation um, even the tap teachers who are enrolling in the certificate program or in the membership, they're not participating out of a desire to increase their business, you know, get a certification under their belt so they can make more money. It's really about serving the needs of their students and enjoying their own tap dance journey along the way. And then I have the adult students who are anywhere from absolute beginners or advanced and simply just don't have access to a local tap class that is at their speed or level. So it's a fascinating span where I've had the opportunity to segment out two audiences and serve them both simultaneously with the same exact offer, minus the certificate program that is geared specifically for teachers. Mm, I love it. How long have you been? How long have you been running this business for? I started it in 2016 before it was cool to teach tap dance online. <laughs> love it. Okay, so uh, since 2016, um, when when did like email marketing become part of what you do? Was it well, like from I'd the say beginning, email marketing or? was. Say that again. Like, like, was it from the beginning, or was it sort of came in later? Like, where did it come in? I'd say email marketing was always involved. 
uh, because you, you gotta you gotta ask people to buy, <laughs> and that's the way it's done. So I was always collecting emails from day one. Also, I had previously worked so heavily in production, so I knew the importance of contacting people via email. But I was definitely reaching out to people only when I had something free to offer them or something that I wanted them to pay me for. And you know, looking back on that, that doesn't feel so hot to only hit people up when you're like, here's a free thing, so I can ask you later to buy from me. Now, will you buy my thing? Um, so yeah, that's that's how email marketing was involved previously. And then I came across you guys because I felt it was about a year ago and I felt at a crossroads, you know, as an artist who is a dancer, uh, social media is huge. And I felt like I had a choice, like I could either sell my soul to social media and do the Instagram, TikTok thing and just churn out as much organic content as I could through YouTube and Instagram, TikTok, whatever it was. Um, or I had kind of convinced myself that maybe I could get away with just investing my time and energy and money into email marketing and therefore not sell my soul. And that felt really good to me because I felt like I could tell people stories in an email that feel honest and genuine uh, rather than just trying to play the game of the algorithm in social media. Mm, I love it. I love it. I love it. And what would you say was your biggest barrier to like switching the way you did email marketing to the way you do it now? What was the, the biggest challenge? What was hardest? I tried to make it more complicated than it was. No, really? <laughs> Me? I know. I remember um, when I started doing daily snowball emails, I was like, all right, I'm going to batch make 30 of these, schedule these out, get the ball rolling, you know, and then I was like, oh, it is so much simpler than that. Just wake up, get it done and move about your day. So I really was trying to make things um, more systemized and complicated than it really needed to be. And there is a place for systems and there is a place for software and integration and segmenting out and everything. Um, but I didn't need all of that to make this shift and get started. So let's talk a bit about before you came into our world um, a little bit over a year ago. Tell us, what did your email marketing look like before? What were you actually doing, sending, et cetera? I was doing the product launch formula. Uh, for my certificate program, which would involve making, you know, all this pre-launch content, uh, separating, you know, giving them all the emails and then generating these VSLs and these multiple videos and all of this content. And it was a lot of work that did not yield great results. And this was a launch that I would do. And this is for the certificate program to clarify. Um, this is a launch that I would do once a year. So every year it's like you only had one shot and you really couldn't screw it up. And if you did, you were kind of just disappointed at the end and it would take so much work and you couldn't save yourself. So that was one thing that I had done. And the other thing that I had done was pretty much emailing. I had a pod, I have a podcast and I was sending an email just saying, Hey, new podcast episode, here you go, check it out. Or if I created a new free lead magnet, I wanted to make sure that I emailed my list who had already opted in for the previous thing to make sure that they didn't miss out on more of the free goodness that I was offering them. Mm. So when you had nothing for sale, when you weren't launching something, how, what, what did that, what was happening in between times? So I did have the membership uh, that I started the membership in 2016, and I started the certificate program in 2018. And I wasn't really asking people to join the membership. I was just pushing them to a podcast episode saying, P.S., want, you know, the best of what I have to offer. 
it's in the ITAP Online Member Center. And I was just giving them one very soft ask at that time. I felt like people knew about my stuff. And if they hadn't opted in and made the decision to purchase, it was simply because they knew about it and were choosing not to participate. And that is just not true. So it sounds like, was this a lot of broadcasty type, you know, hit them and send emails to, to do PLF, product launch formula and various other things? Were you using automations anywhere in the business? What, what like in terms of um, broadcast versus automations, what was the setup there? I was using automations only for uh, not marketing, but um, onboarding situations with um, my students and things like that. So I had the knowledge of systems and automations, but I hadn't pulled them into marketing purposes for the business. So it was just, here's a broadcast, everybody go ahead. I got a new thing. Here you go. And how would you describe before before implementing the sort of the way that we do things and the way you, you've now adapted? Um, when you're doing your email marketing back then, if you can take yourself back, how did you feel about your email marketing? Like, how did it make you feel? Like, did you feel like it was, um, some people say, hey, it was, I definitely don't want to put words in your mouth, but like, was it like one of those things where it was a chore, it was exhausting or or like, or was it a necessary evil or you felt like it was going really, really well. You felt you, you were doing email marketing, you were happy with it. Like before you started taking it in, in the sort of this new direction with us, how how did you feel about doing it? It didn't quite feel like a chore because I wasn't engaging in it all that often. I mean, were we talking about, you know, once a week? Um, it didn't feel like it was successful because it wasn't yielding sales and results. So I honestly didn't have any real feeling towards it. I just knew it wasn't working. I knew that something needed to change and that I could do something better. Okay. So you weren't frustrated or pissed off with it, but you were um, not not satisfied with, any, with the results because you were sort of almost like indifferent, I guess, to it. And it sounds like your, your results were also indifferent. Definitely indifferent. I didn't consider that I could have feelings about email marketing. But let me tell you, I sure do love it now. <laughs> <laughs> so you stumble across us, you listen to this for a while, you come and join our stuff. Uh, talk to us about what was the first change that you really made? So you get your teeth into the email marketing bit and you're like, all right, here's what I'm going to do first. What was that thing? It was daily snowball emails. And I remember talking to somebody on my team and I was like, all right, so, you know, going to start doing these emails. And like I said, I tried to overcomplicate it. So I was batching them, having a team member um, schedule them out, things like that. And I was like, I'm going to go ahead and do this. I'm going to send a daily email. And this guy was like, Hillary, that is a terrible idea. And I was like, no, it's not a terrible idea. He was like, no, 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 no. I don't see why you would think this is a good idea. And I was like, I mean, it can't be a terrible idea. Let's just give it a go. Let's see what happens. And uh, yeah, that was the first thing that I changed. I love it. I love it. And and what sort of happened when you made that initial change? So you had resistance from the team because the idea of going from doing a weekly, here's some value, here's my podcast, or here's a bit of value, to I'm going to email people every day. I think any sane team member who hasn't been around us for a while or studied why that sort of works so well and, and seen, has seen the proof of it will go, Fuck, don't do that. That's terrible. You can see why, that's a, why they would think that. When you did implement it and you got that person and you got, you got yourself on board, because obviously at that point, you usually face a bit of self-doubt as well, going, yeah, have I just got a little bit carried away here? But, you, you, you know, you put your foot down, you said, no, I'm going to give this a shot, which is, you know, one of the qualities we love about you and working with you. What were the sort of changes that you started? What was the impact that you started to see from it? 
Well, first I'm going to say I'm a pretty all-in person. So if I'm going to do something, I'm going to go ahead and do it all the way. And if it fails, it fails and I'll learn a lesson. And if not, no big deal. So that was kind of my justification in jumping into it. And um, the change that I saw was more money and everybody was fine. <laughs> the world didn't everybody end. was okay <laughs> your business didn't disappear or implode no. and actually geez imagine there's actually more money in the bank yes the world did not implode people didn't unsubscribe in droves i didn't get nasty emails from anybody who didn't want to hear from me my open rate increased my click rate increased my sales increased i got more dollars and like i said now i'm at that point where i'm quite pleased with myself and my email marketing and now i actually have an emotional connection to it <laughs> that's funny that is funny so the initial thing you noticed, what was the thing you sort of noticed first? Though? So you, you make this change and like within a week, two weeks, a month, do you remember what were the first changes? Like, are you thinking, oh, great, we're seeing higher open rate. Oh, great, we're seeing higher click rate. Oh, bloody hell, we're actually just seeing dollars straight away. Like, what do you remember? Do you remember much about the changes you saw initially? More sales, more dollars. Yeah, yeah. That Interesting. Was the thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's uh, uh, pretty much it. You know, I can I was able to see and track because, you know, I love tracking and I love tracking and I love stats and data. And it's just plain and simple, more more sales, more enrollment. And I was able to I was able to go from. I And I I want to say I did this off of snowballs alone. I was able to go from like 120, 130 members to over 250 members just by simply contacting people and telling them I had a thing that they might be interested in. Wow. Imagine just by telling people you've got a thing for sale, they buy it. What? A, what and a, they what... actually know about it. And <laughs> yeah. I'm also going to say, yes, more sales, more dollars. And that's beautiful. But it also means that I have the opportunity to share shuffles with more people and do the thing that I love doing. And looking back, it was very ignorant of me to think people should know about my thing. And if they're not participating in my thing, it's simply because they're not interested. And no, it's simply because people just had no idea. They weren't aware. Yeah. yeah. They're busy. It doesn't matter how much you say something. People aren't listening quite as much as you think they are, right? So you need to step that up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Exactly. So you're, doing, you're doing these broadcasts live, what we call snowball emails. They're going out. You're seeing more dollars coming in. But you thought, well, I've started some magic. Something that they've taught me has worked. I'm going to take another thing. What did, you, what did you implement next as your next steps? I went straight to the Getting to Know You campaign into the Overture. So I pretty much just jumped straight into the email engine. Love it. I love it. I love it. Cool. So um, let's talk about the impact like implementing this stuff has had. Because uh, a little while ago, uh, not that long ago, but a little while ago, you ran this, this campaign, a really, you know, fairly simple campaign, which had a huge impact on your business. The one we talked about at the very beginning of the episode where you basically decided I'm going to take a bunch of people who've never bought anything from me and I'm going to try and activate them as customers. First of all, I'm interested and curious to hear why you thought that was a good idea rather than just trying to get your existing customers to spend more with you. Why did you go, let's tap the, into these people, no pun intended, let's tap into these people who are showing me they don't care about me that much. That's basically like going over to school to the haters and going, hey, can I be your friend? What on earth possessed you to go and do that? Well, I have a teacher certificate program with only 50 spots. And I want 50 people. Therefore, I will sell it to the people who have bought from me and the people who have not. I mean, it's it's fairly, fairly basic, isn't it? It's like plain and simple. Uh, it's yeah. a big mindset shift for a lot of people listening, I think, to be able to go, 
rather than sort of shy away from the from the people, you know, the haters, so to speak. Not that they really no, are, but they I was feel obviously that way. being um, hilarious. Yeah, um, clearly. Uh, rather than shy away from those people and run away, it seems like a terrifying thing to actually go. Well, I'll just sell a bit harder, <laughs> and maybe they might buy something, right? But that's clearly just what they need. And and I just want to call out, by the way, what we've talked about so far and where the, I can see this conversation is going is the perfect implementation of doing email marketing the way we teach it so that the business builds and grows over time, but also being able to then do these big spikes of income so that you're going to launch this year's intake of the certification program and suddenly, uh, you know, you know, big, big numbers. So like we watched, you talked about the membership growing from 120 members to 250 members and beyond. That's like a gradual thing over a period of months. But then at the same, just from sending the daily emails and some campaigns, but then when you want to do a big spike of income, like you've got a certificate launch or something like that, um, that that piles on top of this, which is the perfect implementation of this stuff, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I love it. So, okay, you decided, okay, there's people, uh, there's 50 spots I need to fill. These are my audiences I've got. I've people who've, I've got people who've never bought from me before, and I've got people who have. And I'm going to sell to both of them. Lovely times. So what did you actually do to, because obviously this idea of taking people from, hey, I've bought nothing, to making $16,000 in sales, you know, a good chunk of change. What did you actually implement? What was the thing you did to make this happen? Well, the first thing that I want to say is I don't find it terrifying to sell to people who haven't purchased from me before because everybody is a person that never purchased from you before at some point in time. And they ended up on the list because there was something that I had to offer that they were interested in. And so I think everybody is a great person to sell to. And there are some people who are a little bit more likely to buy it first than others, but you just never know um, where somebody is at. Maybe I was selling them a membership and that's not what they were interested in and what they really need was that certificate program. So um, not so terrifying. But uh, you, you were asking the results that I got um, from reaching out to those people, correct? Yeah. So what did you do? Because you said that we got you know $16,000 worth of sales from those people. Um, what was it actually that caused that? We all want to learn the secret sauce about what you did so we can all honestly just copy you. Well, the secret sauce, my friend, is the paparazzi campaign. And I use this paparazzi flash sale campaign of yours, which I must say is one of the easiest campaigns that I have implemented from you. And I, I mean, we're talking, I don't know off the top of my head, I want to say it's either a four or five day campaign, what, eight emails total, very simple, very short, not long winded. I didn't need to sit there and figure out, you know, all the stories and all the hooks. This was actually a very, very simple campaign. And over those four days, I made $16,000 off that one campaign. And that was a 3% conversion rate of people who had never purchased from me before. And then the icing on the cake is I took that same exact campaign, duplicated it, like right-click, copy, paste in my email software and sent it for my level two program for previous graduates and then made another 16,000. So you used the same one campaign, made some slight alterations. It was a little bit of work, but mostly copied and pasted and, and, uh, and basically doubled your money. Yes. I mean... He doesn't want to do that. That's absolutely amazing. So if you were like, for, for the listeners now, if you were to give them one action, apart from go use the paparazzi campaign, but apart from that, what would you say is an action, someone who's thinking, I could really do with a nice surge in sales. Or I could really do with getting my email marketing in shape. What kind of action would you encourage somebody to go and take? 
I would encourage them to email their list and tell them what they have to offer them and to do it in a way where you're curating a specific campaign and an experience via email to help them to arrive at the decision of knowing that what you have to offer them truly is the best thing that's out there for them because they just don't know. And if you don't tell them about it, they'll simply never know. I love that. I love that. That's great. Like, yeah, just tell people just what you've got. send the emails. Yeah, I love it. I love but, it. But don't just send them any emails because I was emailing before. I did product launch formula and that comes not just with pre-launch content and VSLs, but it does come with an email format that wasn't working and that wasn't converting. So what you need is to properly curate that campaign experience that you're putting people through and be mindful and thoughtful about it so that it can convert easily. Very cool. I love it. So what uh, do you plan on doing next? Serving all these amazing tap teachers who are enrolled in my program. Of course. I'm so excited. (laughs) I I have all 50 of them. What do you want to do next with your email? Because you're always coming back to us with, now I want to do this and now I want to do that. So now, now what from an email perspective? The program did so well that I believe that I can grow to now launching it twice a year. Wow. Um, because it's converting properly. So that's going to be one of the next things that I do. I mean, I'm always, I eat these campaigns for breakfast over here. You know, I'm always going for another one and finding the way that I can automate it and add it into the email engine so I can do it once and never do it again. So that's going to be what I'm going to focus on is hitting this program twice a year and just continuing to dedicate myself to the automation of my email engine building that asset. I love it. And um, do you ever feel like your email marketing has basically taken over over like all of your time and all of your life? Because obviously you've got a bunch of different programs you've got to deliver. You've got your membership, you've got the you've got the certification program, you've got some other business interests as well. Like you've got the whole of running a business. Do you feel like it takes over like a lot of your time, some of your time? Like how do you feel like in terms of the time it takes to invest to make this stuff happen? I'm not going to say that it takes over my life, but I will be honest and say that it does take upfront work to properly implement something. Not a lot. We're talking, it could be anywhere like a couple of hours, but I don't mind putting a couple of hours, a few hours into something, knowing that it. I am building an asset that I can use and reuse in my business and it'll just continue to serve me. So do it once, get it done, invest your time upfront, and then enjoy the benefits of that later. I love it. I love it. Rob, have you got any final questions for Hillary? No, Marie? this is this has been amazing. We've seen we've talked about huge growth in income, uh, just a total different flip on how email marketing works. Like I said, we've seen this gradual in, gradual but quick increase in um in monthly month to month revenue of like I don't know big numbers, uh, hundreds of percent. I don't know loads, and then obviously these big spikes of income as well. I think it's flipping awesome. If people want to find out more about you and everything you do, and tell us where do we find you. They can head on over to itaponline.com or follow me on Instagram at Hillary Marie Tap. I love it. Love Thanks it. for joining us on the show. We're now going to go over to Rob's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. What do you have for us, Robert? This one is the words, when I get high, dot, dot, dot. Uh, I like this for a few reasons. Obviously, it has an obvious assumption that people will make about what that email sounds like it's going to be about but if they know your personality or like they know mine they can't imagine me saying those words so like that's a bit like off off piste and then when they get in i can't know from what it's about i was thinking about being on a plane was actually what it was about being high up in the air on a plane uh they sort of that that like um sense of curiosity and tension gets broken when they find out what you're actually talking about so yeah this week's is when i get high subject line of the week subject line of the week thank you bobby t oh, your no. subject line <laughs> 
<laughs> Subject line of the week. Let the bullying start, folks. Let us go over to the Emo Bartley Show community on Facebook and tag Rob with a bit of Bobby T. I just want to see the words Bobby T in that group. So, folks, please... Go to Facebook, search for the email marketing show community. I just want to see a post, a brand new post from loads of people just going, Bobby T, because I want to see him do that face again. Anyway, will do anything for a bit of social media engagement. <laughs> what can I say? Uh, also to just to bully you a little bit, honestly. Anyway, we're back next week with another brand new episode. Please do tune in, hit subscribe on your podcast player if you haven't already, so you don't miss out on it. And we'll see you all next week. Thank you, Hilary Marie. Cheers, Rob. We'll see you next week.